The Wisconsin legislature has decided to discontinue a COVID-19 era child care subsidy program. It's Friday, June 16th. This is Wisconsin Today. Good morning. I'm Alex Crow. Coming up, reporter Gabby Vinick looks at how Wisconsin's abortion ban is pushing more people to cross state lines to access care. And we'll take a look at the U.S. Supreme Court's recent decision to uphold the Indian Child Welfare Act and why some say it's a win for tribal sovereignty in the state. Stay with us. If you've never given before, but you look forward to listening to WPR every day, that's a sign it's time to donate. It means that WPR is important to you, and you are important to us. We're listener-supported radio, which means we count on money from people like you to make the programs possible. Make your first-ever contribution today at WPR.org. Thank you. Republican lawmakers on the state's budget writing committee did not approve funding for a pandemic-era child care subsidy program. As Anya Van Wagtendonk reports, emotions ran high at a late-night debate. GOP lawmakers voted shortly before 2.30 a.m. on Friday to reject funding for child care counts. That's the emergency subsidy program for child care providers during COVID-19. Governor Tony Evers requested $340 million to make it a permanent program. Democrats, like Representative Tip McGuire of Kenosha, argued for that, too. Failing to fund $340 million in child care counts will impact our state's economy for I don't even know how long. It will be a long time. It will change people's ability to move into the middle class. Republicans did not address the cuts before they voted. Federal dollars for the program will be scaled back this month and end entirely early next year. Anya Van Wagtendonk, Wisconsin Public Radio. Illinois has seen an influx of patients from Wisconsin seeking abortion care. Gabby Vinnick reports on Wisconsin's abortion ban, which is pushing more people to cross state lines. Since Roe v. Wade was overturned, Planned Parenthood of Illinois has seen a 54% increase in people seeking abortions, and those in need of financial and travel support has more than doubled. Kristen Schultz is the organization's chief strategy and operations officer. She says the number of patients from Wisconsin has increased 12-fold. Last year's Supreme Court decision that handed the power to the states really restricted that access to abortion care, leaving patients desperate and confused and fearful and, and frankly, putting people's health at risk. Wisconsin anti-abortion groups say it's concerning that Illinois is providing those services and say the focus should be on supporting new mothers. Gabby Vidic, Wisconsin Public Radio. Tribal leaders in Wisconsin are hailing a U.S. Supreme Court ruling handed down yesterday, which upholds the Indian Child Welfare Act. The law sets rules for removing Native children from their families and gives preference to tribal members during adoptions. In a 7-2 ruling, the court rejected arguments that the law represents an unconstitutional racial preference. The court cited more than a century of precedent, classifying Native Americans as a political group rather than a racial one. Red Cliff Band of Lake Superior Chippewa Chairman Christopher Boyd says it's a win for Native families and tribal sovereignty. It ensures the protection of our future generation by placing our children within our family structures, our community, so they don't have erosion of their culture. A 
According to the Wisconsin Department of Children and Families, there are currently around 480 American Indian children in foster care within the state. conservative Wisconsin law firm has filed a federal civil rights complaint for the way the Sun Prairie Area School District handled an incident this spring involving a transgender student in a girl's locker room. Corinne Hess has more. In its complaint to the U.S. Department of Education, the Wisconsin Institute for Law and Liberty alleges the school district violated federal rules. According to the law firm, four 14-year-old freshman girls at East High School were exposed to the genitalia of an 18-year-old senior who was transitioning from male to female. Will alleges administrators at the high school did not inform the school's Title IX coordinator or launch an investigation. Sun Prairie School District representatives did not respond to a request for comment. The district previously said Will's account was, quote, ill-informed, inaccurate, and incomplete. The law firm is asking the U.S. Department of Education to investigate. Corrine Hess, Wisconsin Public Radio. Coming up, we've got a Wisconsin life story about how a man's BMX bike keeps him connected to his family. Stay with us. Gardening in Wisconsin is a year-round job, and Garden Talk is here for you throughout every season. We help you battle relentless pests and pick your favorite mulch. We also cover how to care for houseplants and successful methods for starting seeds inside. We want to know what keeps your garden growing. Join me, Larry Mueller, for Garden Talk on the Ideas Network, Fridays at 11 and Saturday mornings at 6 or online anytime. And finally, it's time for Wisconsin Life. Here's producer Maureen McCollum with a story about biking just ahead of Father's Day. Learning to ride a bike can be a milestone in a person's life. Lately, WPR producer and local dad, Brad Kohlberg, has been thinking about when he first learned how to ride a bike, teaching his daughter to ride, and what biking has meant to his family over the years, all because of a song he recently heard. There is a band that I've followed on and off since college called Pedro the Lion, and they released a new song a while back called Yellow Bike. It's about getting your first bike and how the world opens up when you learn to ride it. It was a blast of nostalgia for me. It made me think of my first bike, my dad helping me learn to ride, me helping my daughter, and how important bike rides have been for my family over the years. On a desert Christmas morning, 1981. I got my first bike on my sixth birthday, a red Murray brand with chrome handlebars and chunky black tires, a bike for popping wheelies and doing sweet jumps. I loved it. The other neighborhood kids rode their bikes around in a little pack all day, and I really wanted to join, but I was embarrassed of the training wheels. So I begged, and my dad took them off, and I ran around pushing my bike beside me, trying to keep up with them. I couldn't. During practice sessions, my dad ran alongside me, gave me a nudge and let go of the seat. I'd coast, try to pedal, crash into the neighbor's mailbox. I even ran over my little brother one day when he wandered into my path and I couldn't steer around him. Sorry, Dave. But I remember what it was like to stride my 
friend had a bike that was smaller than mine, and my feet could easily touch the ground when I sat on it, which made it easier to coast. I'd ease down my driveway on his bike with my feet dangling to see how far I could go. One afternoon, I put my feet up and started pedaling, and I took off. I was riding. I still feel a little sad that my dad was at work when it finally happened. Sorry, Dad. But I didn't look back. The neighborhood became infinite. A motocross track, a battlefield, a movie set. All the money I made at my first job picking sweet corn went to building better bikes for bigger jumps. And I spent every summer day riding around town with my friends until I got to high school, when it became kid stuff, like overnight. My BMX gathered dust and was forgotten. Fast forward 25 years, and I was running beside my daughter in the church parking lot up the street as she learned to ride her first bike. Okay, you ready? One, two, three, go, go, go! I gave her a nudge, let go of the seat, and watched her pull away from me and turn the corner out of sight. Now she's almost 14, and my old bag of tricks doesn't really work anymore. Legos, backyard baseball, trips to the playground, but she still rides around the neighborhood with me after dinner. We talk a lot while we ride, and sometimes we keep the conversation going with some ice cream afterward. It's the greatest. So when I heard that Pedro the Lion song, you know what I did? I went out and got myself a new BMX bike, a bike for popping wheelies and doing sweet jumps. Because sometimes dads and kids aren't that different, and I feel like a kid when I ride it, with my daughter beside me. It's the greatest. Brad Kohlberg is a producer for WPR in Madison. Wisconsin Life is a co-production of Wisconsin Public Radio and Wisconsin Public Television in partnership with the Wisconsin Humanities Council. Additional support comes from Lowell and Mary Peterson of Appleton. Find more Wisconsin Life at wisconsinlife.org and on Facebook. I'm Maureen McCollum. And that'll do it. Thanks for joining us for Wisconsin Today. I'm your host, Alex Crow. Our producers are Mallory Chang and John Davis. You can catch us wherever you get your podcasts every single weekday morning. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us that rating and review. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you again on Monday.